Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. so much for waiting for us our apologies but what's good sports line fam this is the early edge props only spectacular we do it every single friday approximately at 2 p.m eastern time thanks for hanging out with us we are powered as always by the almighty sports line we want you to be completely interactive with us now this show we only talk about props if you have a prop that you're looking at in a game that you like drop it into the chat kelsey runs it for us i will get to as many as we possibly can my cappers will get to as many as we possibly can over the course of the next 45 minutes to an hour. By the way, if you're not a Sportsline member, you're losing out. So many different sports are going on right now. you got to be a member to participate. Follow our YouTube channel right here. Subscribe. It's all for free. Turn on those notifications in your feed right now. Our NFL Week 14 Mega Preview, we break down every single game on the board. Also, UFC 269 tomorrow night live from Las Vegas. We got an MMA-only episode in your feed currently as we speak. All right, let's bring in the stars of the show. And I love my two boys this week. First and foremost, he's filling in for Uncle Dave. And I already saw somebody in the chat saying, I'm going to miss the tracksuit. But look what you get instead. See ya! My man, good afternoon. I got to say, though, I really like Uncle Dave's tracksuit. It's super <laughs> hip. I want to get one myself. In fact, if I'm filling in for him today, I probably should have worn one. So we're, we're missing Uncle Dave this week. Don't worry, he'll be back soon. But uh, hopefully I can fill in Uncle's shoes. Make no mistake about it. Nobody has ever called his tracksuit super hip. Okay, I mean, Let, let's okay. just make sure of that. Now, your partner today? He's always hip. We call him prop stars. You call him Alex, but you better, damn it, he is a prop god. Alex, good afternoon. What's up, guys? See ya. Great to see you. Thanks for filling in. This show just became very handsome being uh, joined by Sia and you as well, Coach. It's the most handsome hour in all of sports betting. Uh, I do miss Uncle Dave. Shout out to Dave. Hopefully he's watching. He's going to have a pizza in the next few days as a result of our showdown that I lost last week with Josh Reynolds. Tip my hat to you, Dave. And hey, if this was like late 90s, early 2000s Sopranos era, those track suits would be very <laughs> chic and very fashionable. So... <laughs> Gotta give oh. some credit to Dave on the uh, on the Sopranos tracksuit. I will also give you credit, Alex, because you are a very gracious loser. When you lose a showdown, you're the first one to give credit. You're the first one to tip their hat, and you're the first one actually to ever send a Chicago deep style pizza as payment for said showdown. I am not as gracious of a loser when I lose a showdown bet. I hate it, especially when I keep lying in the pockets of M squared. Uh, <laughs> by the way, somebody in the chat said, "See." Ya. <laughs> Fred said, Cousin Sia filling in today. Yes. Cousin Sia, indeed. <laughs> Cousin yes. Sia, indeed. All right, so here's what we do on the show, guys. Uh, you give me your best bets. We get into the games that you like picks in. Anybody in the chat, we're completely interactive, always transparent. The bosses are in there. Noah, he can answer a lot of stuff for you. And also, Kelsey, for uh, any of the nitty-gritty, she's got all the information as well. All right, uh, let's jump in, gentlemen, and Sia. I'm going to allow you to go first because – the Texans are a team that are quickly being a lost cause. And we look at the fact that they're welcoming the Seahawks, who got a big win last week, courtesy of Russell Wilson. You like a receiver, though, on the Texans' side. Start us off. Yeah, and it's really the only legitimate receiver you, you can play in, let's say, you know, daily fantasy. It's the obvious one. It's Brandon Cooks, and, and I like his over of 56.5 receiving yards. So a couple things to note here. It does look like Davis Mills is going to get the start here because of Tyrod Taylor's wrist injury. I don't think that's a downgrade for Cooks. In fact, I kind of think it's a slight upgrade. If you look at Davis Mills just over the last five games, a couple of them were really bad. He had a it was a 31 nothing loss in there with the Indianapolis Colts. In fact, two of those games were against the Indianapolis Colts. 
The other three were against Arizona, New England, and the LA Rams. And those are pretty formidable opponents, certainly more formidable than the Seattle Seahawks. And in those five games, three of them, he had 240 passing yards or more. And two of them, he had 300 passing yards or more. So, so take that context and apply it to his number one target, unquestionably his number one target in Brandon Cooks against the secondary that is, you know, they rate out okay. That's mostly because you can run the ball on them. They're, they're certainly not a formidable secondary. I think 56 and a half for a guy who's going to get peppered and who is still talented is reasonably low, and I do like the over in that one. And you also, because you're just this good, somebody in the chat asked a question, and you answered the question as it came through. Because you're just next level like that. You're next level like that. Now, they I do want to get a specific answer to it. Brandon Cooks, his number for receptions is over four and a half, juiced to my, minus 130. I don't mind that. I mean, the thing is, is I, I do think he can break a long one here. I'm not saying a house call necessarily, but he could absolutely have a reception that goes 30, 40 yards here, which is probably why I prefer the receiving yards prop. But I, I would agree with the sentiment that you know, he is going to be the number one target and he's going to, they're going to scheme him open quite a bit. So I like that. I think over four and a half is fine. I, I prefer the yardage prop, but if you were to take both, I'd have no issue with that. All right. Very good. Uh, yeah, Alex, go. Yeah, I also like this prop as well. I, I do want to point out, too, that this Seattle team has had a lot of difficulty sustaining drives. And much to my surprise, actually, this Texans defense is, especially against the pass, not nearly as bad as I had thought. They ranked sixth in uh, defensive passing DVOA, which is quite impressive, coupled with the fact that Seattle really, really, really is unable to sustain drives and, last, and ranks last in time of possession. So, yeah, I think that this game's actually going to be competitive. I think this is a good spot for Cooks. Seattle's secondary is porous. So, yeah, I do expect him to get double-digit targets. I like this bet a lot. All right. You know, if you've got Alex backing up a Sia pick, you better bang that uh, bet right now if you can. We always recommend when you watch a show that you watch it, first of all, live, so you can get the number in when we give it to you if your book has it. And, by the way, the Sportsline article that Alex routinely does on Friday, we have now moved that to Saturday to kind of protect his numbers just a little bit. Because there are very, very, very sharp eyes watching the show every single week. All right, let's get into our next game, guys. Cowboys and Washington, the football team. Now, surprisingly to me, Washington's on a four-game winning streak, but yet the Cowboys are favored by four. We don't care about on we don't care about that on this show. What we care about is wide receivers. We care about scoring. We care about that. And you both have a wide receiver on both sides of the fence. So, Alex, I'm going to let you go first in this game. What do you like? Yeah, I'm going with my guy, C.D. Lamb, over 69 and a half receiving yards. So, yeah, I've talked about C.D. Lamb a lot, especially recently, especially since we've seen Michael Gallup return to the Cowboys lineup. And what that has done, that has pushed C.D. Lamb into a slot receiver role where, to me, he is just a massive mismatch and just opposing slot receivers cannot handle a guy of CD's caliber, especially when you have to worry about Michael Gallup on the outside and Amari Cooper as well, who is also expected to play in this game. So we've had two full game sample sizes with CD playing primarily out of the slot with a healthy Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup on the outside. Um, in those two games, we've seen 20 targets, 13 catches, 183 receiving yards, two touchdowns. He cleared this number in both of those games. So yeah, very encouraged by his role in this offense. Also seeing a huge uptick in targets playing out of the slot as well. Also, this is a great matchup on paper. Washington ranks 30th in defensive passing DVOA. The defense has really struggled. They've also really had a hard time stopping opposing number one wide receivers. So, yeah, I just think the combination of the matchup, CD playing out of the slot, the Cowboys having a full arsenal of weapons. I actually prefer Dallas to have a healthy Amari, a healthy Gallup and Dalton Schultz versus missing one of those guys and it forcing CD to play outside. So I think this right. is the perfect recipe and storm that you're looking for uh, to back CD. So, yeah, I absolutely love him over 69 and a half receiving yards. See, that's the next level kind of stuff that you always find that a lot of people, the normal people like myself, don't really look at is a receiver having to move to a different spot and play there. It affects their target share. It affects them getting open. It affects how they run routes from the slot or from the outside. Quick question from the chat. How high would you play this number up to? 
Yeah, thank you for asking me that, Coach. I'd probably play this up to about 73 and a half. Uh, it's 69 and a half. I haven't given this out anywhere, so you should be able to comfortably get this at least at 70. But, yeah, up to around 73 and a half would be kind of uh, the threshold. Okay, very good. Now, in the chat, somebody also mentioned the play, see it that you like from this game. What do you got? Yeah, it's Terry McLaurin on the other side of the ball, over 62 and a half receiving yards. So here's a situation where Washington's likely going to be in a negative game script. I mean, you could just look at the the, the spread and, and kind of know that. And I think this might be the first time. I mean, if, if you see what Washington has done over the last four weeks, they've been really successful. A lot of that is with ball control with Antonio Gibson. Now, I expect Gibson to have a fine game, but I also expect Washington to be trailing because of that passing attack that Alex alluded to. So if they are trailing, well, even if they're not trailing, they still will feature Terry McLaurin, but it'll be more Gibson. But in a negative game script, I think Terry McLaurin is really the only consistent target on the Washington football team that you can lean on. Logan Thomas, unfortunately, came back very talented tight end, former quarterback from Virginia Tech. Great guy. He's obviously injured. He's on IR. He's not coming back this season. Then they have a host of just wide receiver twos from Curtis Samuel to DeAndre Carter to Adam Humphreys. McLaurin is the only consistent target. Now, McLaurin's air yards and his target share have actually declined over the last three weeks. But again, I think that has a lot to do with the game scripts that they've been involved in. I think right. when push comes to shove and they're coming back, Taylor Heineke will be targeting his best big play threat. And he is a big play threat. His explosive uh, in terms of uh, yards, a dot, his explosive rate is is pretty great. So I think you're looking at maybe one or two catches that might get him here, but I expect him to be peppered with plenty of targets. So we know over 62 and a half. Fantastic. Didn't mean to interrupt you. My apologies. No, no, go ahead. Uh, we, we know that this guy's dynamic. This may be the coming out party. Because Washington has gotten a lot of national recognition this year or national TV games. This kid is dynamic. Mm -hmm. uh, Alex, let me come back to you. Uh, question in the chat from this game. Schultz, the tight end, over 41 and a half, minus 110. Yeah, so to me, Schultz is a fade or nothing at all. Just having... Um, CD kind of assume the slot receiver role that's kind of pushing Schultz down to at best fourth in targets. You can even make a case that Tony Pollard has a bigger role in the passing game if Dallas is trailing. Also, even though Schultz had five catches last week, that was on five targets. So that was hyper efficiency and that was a season low in targets. So if you look at both games where they've had the full complement of skill position players, healthy, C.D., Amari, Gallup, Pollard back there as well. Dalton is the odd man now. He is the guy that is kind of getting um, the low end of the stick. So, yeah, I, I'm fading Dalton Schultz. I also like his under in receptions. If you can find that number of four and a half, hasn't come out yet, but I am eagerly anticipating and very likely going to make it a play when it does. All right, very, very good. Speaking of the word. Oh, do you have something? See you? Well, I was just going to pick up on that. Because I totally yeah. agree with, with what Alex said. Since the three have been back, or, or or since at least Gallup has been back, Schultz's target share, just the last two games, 13% and 14%. So, yeah, he's been very efficient. But it's really – by the way, the, the Cowboys haven't had all three receivers healthy this entire year other than the beginning of week one. So I'm just kind of throwing a side note out here. I think Dak Prescott in DFS might be a really sneaky play because his projected ownership isn't very high. I know this isn't a DFS show. But I just kind of want to point that out. Dak finally has his full complement receivers. That could be a big deal. See, I understand this. If you've got DFS information, give it to us. We'll take we get asked DFS questions all the time. So don't, yeah, we talk about DFS here for sure. For sure. That's important. Fair enough. It's important. Um, we had another one from this game. Oh, no, the next game we're gonna go to because you said you're eager, Alex. Well, Eric, my man in the chat, is eager. To know about Hollywood Brown, and I believe that you have a pick on him from the Ravens game. The Ravens play the Browns this week. Talk to me. Yeah, shout out Eric. Very bullish on Hollywood Brown. <laughs> Going with him over 52 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, I've loved what I've seen from Hollywood Brown. He's had at least 52 receiving yards in eight of 11 games played this season. That is obviously a very good hit rate. Uh, he has an elite target share as well. He's compiled 56 targets over his last five games. That's good for an average of 11 targets per game. That is not the sort of target share we are used to seeing in a Baltimore offense that traditionally or historically has been primarily run first. So yeah, he is getting an elite wide receiver target share. The passing game also, uh, excuse me, he has an elite 2.11 yards per route run this season, and he's actually running a bit 
cold on yards per target, which to me tells me is that not only is this production that he's been uh, routinely achieving sustainable, but he also has a lot more upside from here. When you're talking about double-digit targets, uh, the amount of air yards, the yards per route run, and that his yards per target is low, that tells me that there are some big games on the horizon, which I am banking on. So yeah, his floor is high. His ceiling is much higher, untapped. Um, he's also going to face a Cleveland team that has been very vulnerable for the through the air. They rank 21st in passing DVOA. The big games are coming for Hollywood Brown, who, I like I mentioned, he's running cold. Uh, between the weekly floor of double-digit targets, his role in the pass game it's only a matter of time in my opinion until he starts popping for big games so yeah i really love marquise brown this week over uh 52 and a half receiving yards uh, you know what i'm noticing real quick alex is already the benefit to moving your article to saturday because there's a lot of people in the chat that are getting these numbers now that you're giving out immediately on the show because they haven't been prefaced in the article an hour before we start huge move smart move by you uh, we got to quickly go back. C.D. Lamb, question from the chat. His uh, catch total is over five and a half plus 100. Alex, do you like that? I leaned over on it. Uh, so we saw last week he had 13 targets. He reeled in seven of them. A, a little bit of an efficiency issue. I mean, the, the targets are there. Uh, I do think there are some kind of growing pains working out of a new position or what has been a new position this season for CD. So, yeah, I think the yards are a safer bet in this particular instance. So, yeah, I, I'm riding with the yards. I did look at the reception total as well. Uh, I just think because of his A dot, because of how they're using them, I just feel a little more comfortable uh, with the yards this week. But I don't mind the receptions play uh, either as well. I would definitely obviously lean over on it. It's going over on the receiving yards as well. So, yeah, prefer the yards. If the yards kind of climbs over maybe 73 and a half, I'd then probably uh, consider pivoting to the receptions. I am so pumped right now. I got to be honest with you. Kevin in the chat says, thrilled to finally be getting these numbers that we're giving out. I mean, it's see, we've had such an issue, such an issue giving out numbers or giving out the article and then the books move the number before we come on the air. That's that's why I'm so excited. This is so cool seeing everybody get these plays in that we do live. Tell your friends you got to watch this show live. See, let me come back to you. Back to that Browns game. Nick Chubb from the chat, over 70 and a half rushing yards, minus 114. Ooh, Nick Chubb against the Ravens defense, which can absolutely be exposed. I expect them to be running the ball. I just wonder how much run Kareem Hunt is going to get as well. That is a pretty favorable number, though. I I, I don't want to bet it personally, but I would lean the over there for sure. Okay, very good. Alex? Yeah, that number, I even saw it creep down as low as 66 and a half on some books. It's very, very enticing. And Chubb is one of the best <laughs> pure runners in the NFL. However, we did see prior to the bye week, Chubb faced this Ravens team, had, had uh, I believe it was six carries for 12 yards, which might be a career low for Nick Chubb, maybe his worst game in his NFL career, certainly up there. And also I do want to mention that this is important. The, the Browns lost Tyler Conklin on their offensive line, who might be their best run blocking tackle. So there are some things to consider when looking at this matchup. Uh, I do like coming off of a bye. I do not expect Chubb to be under 20 yards rushing again, maybe ever in his career. Uh, but yeah, the, there are some things working against him in the Baltimore very stout up front, and the loss of Tyler Conklin should be a pretty significant one. And, and one thing to throw in there, too, is that the, the Ravens secondary is truly banged up. I mean, they've pretty much lost everybody in their secondary. So if there were ever a game for Baker Mayfield to throw for some yards and focus on now, now the receivers for the, the Browns are in their tight ends are kind of injured, too. But I actually expect in DFS, I'll tell you, I'm playing a lot of Jarvis Landry. I think Baker Mayfield could probably pile up some yardage here with guys like Jarvis Landry. Donovan Peoples-Jones, maybe Kareem Hunt. So now that I think about it, especially after what Alex just said, it's definitely a stay away from me. Uh, it does look pretty enticing, but uh, it, it's it's probably a no for me. You know, I'm sitting back here and I'm listening to, to everything Alex is saying and everything C is saying. I'm thinking, what a top-level, top-shelf show we have with the two of the best cappers in the world. And then I also have to monitor the chat, right? And right now, we have people in the chat that are baiting AB. They're baiting <laughs> dial up to come in and interrupt the flow of the show because you both know how much i respect what up 
How we doing, boy? <laughs> hey, what, what up, what AB? Up? What up? What, what, are you, what are you doing? Hey, you know, I just wanted to come in, bug you guys for a little while, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're definitely <laughs> bugging us. What yeah. about that? All uh, right. Well, you, hey, have a, have a great show. <laughs> Okay, there you go. Well, you didn't, you didn't you, come in I'll, with a nugget? You came in with nothing? Nothing? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, the Green Bay Packers are going to absolutely throttle <laughs> the Chicago Bears this weekend. No, <laughs> Chicago Bears have never covered the spread against Matt LaFleur's Packers. So they're actually going to – it's going to be more difficult with Justin Fields out there. I think the smarter play might be Andy Dalton. Packers defense, load up on those stats, load up on those picks. Have a great show. This- <laughs> You know what that you know what that just reminded me of, guys, real quick, is I was sitting. I won't tell you it was, it's a Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. I'm sitting on the Sports Center set. True story. And I said, "What do the Patriots have to do tonight to get the New York Jets to win?" And this Hall of Famer looked at me. He says, "Coach, they have to play great on offense and defense." Wow. That's impressive. True, truer words never spoken. <laughs> I was like, and you're making a million dollars to tell me that? At least AB's not making a million dollars. We know that. Chick-fil-A has a ceiling on what they pay per hour. Oh, my flow. My flow, my flow, my flow. All right, we got to move on. We got a lot more to get to. We have, we're approaching the bottom of the hour, having so much fun with Sia sitting in uh, today with Uncle or for Uncle Dave Richard. This is the best hour of the week. For props, everybody's getting the numbers that are watching live. It's a beautiful thing. Let's move on now to a game that you guys have multiple plays in. And as far as the playoffs are concerned, and see, I'm going to have you start, really doesn't matter. Falcons are out of it. Panthers are out of it. Cam Newton apologizing for the young offensive coordinator losing his job this week. It's a mess. But that doesn't mean we can't see opportunity. See ya. What do you got? That's right. I'll start with DJ Moore over 55 and a half receiving yards. And really that that play is predicated on Cam, like you said. I mean, I I will admit there's maybe a little bit of bias at play here because I want Cam to be successful. I think he's good for the NFL. That's a side note. But he gets to play an Atlanta defense that basically doesn't pressure the quarterback. It's one of the worst pressure rates in the league. And I think Cam coming off a bye is finally going to be able to have some time. The last time he played, it wasn't a good look, but but he was also under pressure half the time, literally half the time. So uh, in this case, DJ Moore is going to be his number one target. His target share over the last three weeks, 40 percent, 28 percent, 23 percent. You know, that's not really super surprising other than that 40 percent number because he's clearly the number one receiver. Seven targets over his last two games. Now you're getting him against a defense that's not going to be able to pressure Cam Newton nearly as much as the last couple of games. I just think. Cam is going to be zeroing in on DJ Moore, especially without the luxury of Christian McCaffrey. So if Cam is going to throw for any yards in this game, a lot of that is going to go through DJ Moore. His over is 55 and a half receiving yards. I think DJ Moore gets that. Now, let me ask you this chat question. Cam Newton under 27 and a half attempts is minus 130. Hmm. That's a pretty good number. I would lean to the under. Uh, I'm not super interested in it, though, because I could see Cam coming out surprising everybody and throwing a little bit in this one. So for me, I I don't love it or hate it. It's just a stay away from me. Yeah, we always say sometimes you don't have to make every bet just because it's a big-name player and you're watching the game or it's a favorite game of yours. Sometimes I've learned that, and there is satisfaction is not making a play sometimes. Now, you've got another play, Sia, from this game on the other side of the fence, correct? I do. Talk to me. Russell Gage. Okay, so this is a guy I was on in DFS last week quite a bit. He actually won me a, he, I didn't win the tournament, but I, I finished pretty high in a pretty big tournament with a Tom Brady stack and a Russell Gage run back. Now, Russell Gage, I think finally sort of the industry has kind of realized Russell Gage's target share over the last few weeks is 25% or higher. It's very good. But a lot of that, okay, so one, you know, Two games ago, it was against the Jacksonville Jaguars, a pretty weak secondary. And, and last week, it was really game script dependent in terms of him being featured because Tampa was going to be winning that game, negative game script. Here, we don't have that quite as much. And no matter the fact that Gage is the number one receiving option, he's 
at least in terms of a wide receiver, he's really third in line in terms of production be- behind Corderell Patterson and, and Kyle Pitts in terms of right. projecting into the future. So I think what's happening here with Russell Gage's number, I think it's a pretty good number, but I think because his stock is a little bit higher than normal, it, that 53 and a half number is probably just a little bit too high. I, I don't expect him to get as many targets in this particular game. And so for me, oh, by the way, he's playing a Carolina team coming off a bye, but also a very good defense and a very good secondary. So it's one of those things I don't think it's going to be super hard to stop Russell Gage. I could see him having a three or four catches, but I don't see him eclipsing the 53 and a half yard marker. So we're going under, correct? Correct. We're going under, under 53 and a half yards. Under 53 and a half. Chat comment I thought is very appropriate. Mark Pepler says, unbelievable. As soon as Alex says 73 and a half, FanDuel raises the prop to 73 and a half for CD Lamb. You guys think I'm kidding when I say that they're watching the show and moving the numbers. We're not kidding. By the way, Alex, what time does your article come out on Saturday morning, sir? It comes out between 10 and 11 a.m. Eastern time. So if somebody were to turn on certain notifications they would be able to get said article, correct? Correct, Coach. But they would have to be a Sportsline member to get said notifications. Also correct, and I want to point out that's the best value in all of sports betting as well, that Sportsline subscription. And it's not close. It really Boom! Is. Now, somebody just mentioned two very key words. When you put them together, it sounds like Kyle Pitts. Now, I know somebody else on this show loves a Kyle Pitts bet. What do you like, Alex? I do indeed. I had to sneak in one under for you, Coach. See, so you had an under. <laughs> I had to bring an under as well to okay, the table. It's okay. Okay. And that is Kyle Pitts under 49 and a half receiving yards. Listen, I am very bullish on Kyle Pitts, but we are seeing whether it's a rookie wall or just the fact how hard it is for rookie tight ends to be productive. He is going through some growing pains right now. He is struggling a bit. He's been held under this total in his last in three of the last Falcons uh, games, excuse me, the last three games and four of the last six games overall. Uh, There is a reason why rookie tight ends almost always struggle. I mentioned I'm extremely bullish on Kyle Pitts long term, but yeah, he is in the midst of potentially being miscast in this Falcons offense uh, without Ridley on the field, having to assume the number one de facto position is a lot to put on a rookie's plate. Also learning the nuances of the tight end position where you are not just running routes and receiving you are blocking as well it is just very difficult uh for any player to do uh so yeah i just i don't i think it's too much to ask a, a 22 23 year old to be the number one pass catcher even a guy as talented as pitts uh cm mentioned carolina they are an excellent defense especially in the secondary uh they are also exceptional covering opposing tight ends uh, they rank fourth in dvoa to the tight end position fifth in uh, defensive passing DVOA overall. Uh, I also believe there is a very good chance that we're going to see Stephon Gilmore shadow pits on Sunday, which would make a lot of sense. And for you, those of you who are unaware, Stephon Gilmore is back to playing at that elite level that he was when he was defensive player of the year in New England. He has an 89.2 PFF coverage grade. That is the tops amongst every single defensive back in the NFL. He would be in the conversation for defensive player of the year if he hadn't have missed uh, the first six or seven games of the season. Just playing absolutely phenomenal football. A very good chance they're going to stick him on Pitts. And if that's the case, Pitts is going to have a very, very long day. So, yeah, I really like fading Kyle Pitts under 49 and a half receiving yards. I also like under four and a half receptions. I think that is also a great bet. However, I've seen that juiced up to like a minus 190 on some books. Wow. Uh, yeah, so – that was a that was a misprint or a misfire by the books when they put that number out at four and a half. I think they quickly <laughs> realized it. People jumped on it. So yeah, I'm pivoting to yards here. I'm wondering if the guy who see we had a we had a fan who watched the show religiously, but he kept telling us that picking props was a coin flip. He would love to say that. I wonder if he even knows what a PFF coverage grade is. If this business is a coin flip. And I'm guessing he's out of business right now if he believes that way. Dan from the chat, great text, a.k.a. his article comes out sometime in the morning from the region of parts unknown. (laughs) 
I love introducing you like that. It's one of my favorite things uh, to do. All right, let's keep it moving. We got a couple more picks to get to, and I'm trying to get to as many from the chat as possible. You guys have been amazing today. Always interactive as much as possible. Don't forget, please, to pound that like button for me uh, so we can get as many as we can. It really helps the show. It helps our algorithm as well. Uh, real quick, Alex, or no, excuse me, Sia, a chat question. DJ Moore, longest reception over 20 and a half. We hit two last in last night's show. We hit two of, of these. I'm not super interested in that I, because I think a lot of what DJ Moore is going to end up doing is the short area routes. So, and and I think he's going to get a lot of targets, which is why I like the the receiving prop. But I don't think I want to go for the longest reception there. Okay. If you were if you wanted to go for overall receptions, that's a different story. Oh, that's a different question. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Alex, let me come to you because I have the same question only with Kyle Pitts. Under 19 and a half is juiced to minus 110. Uh, that's the question. Should they play the under longest reception for Kyle Pitts? Yeah, I, I like the under here. Just all the reasons I mentioned earlier. Uh, just this this Carolina team is elite when it comes to covering opposing tight ends, coupled with Pitts being miscast as the number one receiving option on this Falcons um, team. Also, this game could be competitive. I, I wouldn't surprise me whatsoever to see uh, Atlanta really kind of lean heavily on Cordero Patterson. We saw him uh, have f- tremendous success running the ball as a traditional halfback over the past two weeks. So, yeah, I'm expecting kind of a competitive game flow where the Falcons aren't going to be passing nearly as much coupled with the fact that Carolina is elite at covering tight ends with the very good probability that Stephon Gilmore is going to be shadow covering Kyle Pitts. He is an absolute fade pretty much everywhere you can find it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Quick question. See ya from a game we're not going to hit on in the show. And that is the saints on the road in New York to face the jets. Alvin Kamara, people always love to bet on him. They always love to bring him up. He's been in and out of the lineup because of injuries this year. His rushing number is 66 and a half. Don't have the juice. His combo number is 105 and a half. And again, I do not have the juice. Either one of those do you like? I think I like the rushing number more than the combo number. I think the over is going to come in on both, though, because of the opponent. Uh, so, and I think even though it's Taysom Hill back there, I, I still think he's going to get peppered with some targets as well. Uh, yeah, I like the over on both of them, to be honest. All right. Very good. Very good. All right. Just, let's move on. Oh, of course. Sorry, Alex. I didn't see. Oh, uh, that's fine, Coach. Uh, yeah, I just want to point out, too, I like both those overs as well. I think they both come in. I also want to point out, too, that Mark Ingram is expected to miss the game as well. Uh, so, yeah, a couple of the fact that it's a must-win game for the Saints versus the worst defense in the NFL by a significant margin as well. I think it's a great spot to back Kamara. Uh, very friendly numbers as well. So, yeah, I like riding both as well. Mm-hmm. Can I yes. mention just one other thing? Because I, I think it's it's important when it comes to the G.J. Moore prop. So there, there, you know, if you look at sort of the, the latest updates and, and coach speak from Carolina, there is the possibility that PJ Walker might come into this game. Uh, Matt Rule left that possibility open, which is why instead of maybe taking a Cam Newton prop, and I think Cam Newton's going to play all four quarters, but instead of taking a Cam Newton prop this week, that's why I think focusing on the receiver itself might be the play because if PJ Walker comes in, he's certainly he'll run maybe as much or maybe even a little bit more than Cam, but he certainly will be looking DJ Moore's way. So I just kind of wanted to caution people when you're looking at Cam Newton. Uh, there is a possibility if he has a bad first half that P.J. Walker comes in there. All right. Very good. Uh, I do want to point out a nice note in the chat. I'm trying to find it here. Where is it? Uh, from Thomas. He says, Coach, uh, great job talking about the Flutie Foundation last week. Thanks for your support. If you missed last week's show, boy, we had a really cool special pick on the show that actually hit. As my man, Chris Donahue Jr. and his family had a special pick. Chris is is autistic, but his family loves the show. And he does a great job with numbers and all that. So we love having him and his family ride with us. And also winning money for people at home. Alex, you were here last week. Pretty cool, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a great experience. Uh, I loved it. The feedback from the show was absolutely tremendous. Uh, Yeah, I think it was just a really great thing that we did and was so happy. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. 
Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Happy to have Chris Jr. tuning in, watching us. And yeah, I hope he's watching right now. If he is, I just wanted to say hello, buddy. Yeah, what's up, buddy? By the way, he got a full sweat because the pick that we gave out was Saquon Barkley over 54 and a half or under, under 54 under, and a coach. half. Yeah, under, and he had 54 yards. We won the bet by a half a yard. That That's should go true. on your record, by the way, Coach. That was your pick. I want to give you full credit for that one as well. I do know a lot of people tailed that pick. I made okay. sure to tell them as well. That was all courtesy of the coach. The coach and Chris doing work together. All right, so thank you. By the way, if you guys all want to support the Flutie Foundation, they do a great job. I worked with Doug a little bit at ESPN. Good dude. Always has been a great guy. Uh, They can use your support because we want everybody to feel like they're involved and special and valued and all that stuff. That's what the Early Edge of Sports Line is all about. We don't want any negativity here. All right, now let's get into our next game because you each have one more pick. And wouldn't you know it, each pick is from a team that played the other in the Super Bowl just last year. So, see ya. Let me come to you. And I already have a couple of questions from this team in the chat as well. What do you like with the Bucks? So, I like Evans over four and a half catches. Now, if you look at Mike Evans over the last – so, here's the conventional sort of wisdom right now is that Chris Godwin is the target monster, and Mike Evans is definitely second fiddle, and then, you know, obviously Gronk is in there too. But if you look over the last three games, it'll surprise you that Mike Evans has just one less target than Chris Godwin, and that's with Chris Godwin getting 17 targets just last week, and by the way, catching wow. 15 of them. So, while I like Chris Godwin, if you look at his over and catches – it's six and a half, and I, that's fine. I mean, I, I I think you could hit that number maybe, but I don't like it nearly as much as Evans over four and a half catches. Again, 27 targets over the last three games. As far as the receptions themselves, seven, three, and six. So basically two two out of the last three, he is, he's eclipsed the four and a half margin by you know quite a bit. I think, I think the Buccaneers are going to pass the ball a lot. One thing sort of going against that, and this is sort of breaking news, it looks like Star Lutalele for the defensive tackle for the Bills is going to be out. That may cause the Buccaneers to maybe run the ball with Fournette a little bit more, maybe. But still, if you look at Tom Brady's passing prop is in terms of his pass attempts, it's 40 and a half. He has more passing attempts than any other NFL quarterback in the league, and it's not even close. He has already over 500 passing attempts. I believe it's wow. 508. I don't expect the guy who's definitely gunning for the MVP to start just running the ball and I, I think that 40 and a half passing attempt prop is probably pretty appropriate. So if that's the case, th- those pass attempts are all going to funnel to Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski. And we have Evans basically getting the same target share as Chris Godwin. No Tredavious White in this game for the Bills. So they're certainly not only down a defensive tackle, but obviously their best defensive player, arguably in the secondary. So I like Mike Evans over four and a half catches. I expect five to six in this one. As soon as you said the name Leonard Fournette, the chat just lit up because last week give it leave it to tom brady when the defense says we're going to go in a deep two what did he do fournette 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 and he had a humongous day we don't know if that's going to be the case but see let me throw these numbers at you from the Mm -hmm. chat his catch number is over five and a half he had like four in the first three minutes of last game his rush total is over 55 and a half his reception total juiced to plus 120 by the way and then his combo number is 97 and a half which he would have got over the last game as well any of those three you like from Leonard Fournette maybe the combo number I like the best rushing and receiving I mean obviously if you look at the receptions it's pretty amazing what this guy is doing I mean it's funny because in fantasy drafts this guy was like a fifth or sixth round pick at best and people were debating whether Rojo Ronald Jones was going to be the one versus Leonard Fournette but here look at looking at his last let's say four games seven receptions seven six eight those are not targets those are actual receptions something's got to give though you know i I, you know you can't have all the receivers getting the receptions and and fournette getting all the i guess you potentially could but i i think maybe that gets scaled back a little bit maybe it's more rushing attempts for leonard fournette obviously if you just go on history it's it's a great to take his reception over um but i don't think i'm going to do that this game i think they're going to try to expose the secondary so i like the rushing and receiving total i think that's that's pretty solid. Other than that, I think I'm going to stay off and focus on the receivers like Mike Evans. All right. Very good. My man Reed in the chat says, I love me some Sia on DFS. In fact, 
your pod with M squared is next up on his playlist as soon as this show is over. Man, you're a rock star, brother. I tell you that all the damn time. We love having you a part of the Early Edge family, no doubt about it. Alex, let me come to you. uh, Chat question. Tom Brady's passing number over 308 and a half. Do not have the juice. Yeah, I think that's pretty efficient considering this Bills defense is very good. Um, Yeah, despite losing that game, they got run all over. It wasn't as a result of Mac Jones airing the ball out. I believe he completed one pass for 12 yards. So, yeah, I still have a lot of confidence in this Bills secondary. They ranked first in passing DVOA. So this is a very good secondary and very interesting matchup as well. Getting to see Tom Brady play, you know, arguably the best secondary, at least the best secondary on paper uh, this season. So, yeah, I think the number is efficient. It's hard to fade Brady in this spot. So, yeah, I would stay away from me. See, let, let me come back. Yeah, go back to you. No, I just wanted to note that that, that number is rising. So an hour ago, it was 306.5. And, and I'm pretty sure a couple hours before that, it might have been somewhere around 301, 302.5. So you're not really getting the best number right now. And so that's probably why, even though I think he might get there. Uh, and by the way, I kind of like Tom Brady over two and a half touchdown passes just because it's plus 115. That, that's something that I was actually going to put on this show, but it, two and a half is a lot. So I kind of reserved, but it, instead of the yards, I might go to the touchdown passes there. How did you know that was going to be the next question I asked you? That was literally because Alex doesn't like those props. So I was going to come to you with that's crazy. Wow. That's, I don't need to ask you. That. It's crazy. Did you? That's my Alex? thing. Remember yeah. Devin's, the Devin You're Singletary right. thing last week. It's, all, it's the only I, thing I'm good at. Yes. <laughs> You're no way, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so I came into this show having four plays. Sia has five. I have been grinding very hard. I have found a fifth play that I am going to give out right here, as long as I have your permission, of course, Coach, uh, right now on the show to give you a fifth play. This is a fresh, hot-off-the-press number. Got everything kind of spinning, going. Are we ready, Coach? Let's hold the phone right there. If you're giving a fresh pick, then you know what we need to do together for the bosses. C has never done this with us before. C, on the count of three, I just need you to do this. Because when he gives us more, we're eating. We're eating like Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel. All right? Okay. Yeah. So three, two. What I said on the count of three, C. So I don't follow <laughs> instructions very well. Yes, come on. Three, two, and one. Yep. So we are going uh, Chuba Hubbard under 79 and a half rushing plus receiving yards this line just came out jumping on it right away uh yeah I, this number is way too high i haven't projected in the high 40s uh this is going to be a tough spot we have seen chuba hubbard yes i know that there is no christian mccaffrey they are mixing in amir abdullah a lot as well coupled with this is a game that the falcons could potentially uh win and lead the game so yeah there's just a lot of things working against chuba hubbard whether it's ineffectiveness this carolina offense uh the falcons have actually not been bad against the run as well so yeah really like chuba hubbard under 79 and a half rushing plus receiving i love that the big question is going to be this can dial up get it onto the recap page by the time we end the show that's the question i have faith in dial up all right, you're the only one. <laughs> now, you got you guys. I'm pretty uh, giving as the host and, and like the guy who runs the brand, right? I feel there like I, I, I include everybody, right? Santa, Santa coach. Thank, thank you, Santa coach. That, that's a great name for me right now. So it kind of hurts me. It hurts me when somebody in the chat says this. Garrett Butler, he says I downloaded Twitter just for the people on this show. Larry, A. B. J. Perry. I think that's Jay Smooth, Allie, Prop Stars, Max, all great followers for picks. And then later, somebody says, "Don't forget about Matt Severance." He goes, "Oh, I follow him too." Two names he never listed there. See, did you see your name there? I I don't believe I saw my name there. I I, I didn't see my name there. He's le- he's leaving off the two best follows on Twitter, arguably, and Sia and Coach. Come on. Garrett, what the yeah, hell? Get it together, man. Jeez. Let's go. I preach all the time togetherness, inclusion. Everybody's welcome. Apparently, Coach is the engine that makes this sports line machine run. And then you got the most handsome man potentially in the DMV area, the uh, Sia. You said the DMV area. 
He's not getting That's where it's going, right? The DMV area. Yeah, I, I, I am from there. I don't live there anymore, but, but but we can count them too. We can count them too. I don't know, maybe. I thought you were talking about going to get a driver's license. That's the something. nickname for Washington, D.C., right? So, yeah. That's right. That's See, right. Coach? GMB. I, I didn't even know that. I was like, why would he go get a driver's license? <laughs> I guess it stands for uh, Del- uh, Delaware, uh, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, the DMV. So that, that whole area. Okay. Educate and entertain. Yeah, yeah apparently. <laughs> apparently. Just more educate for me. Holy cow. And of course, of course, Noah, the, the bosses, he has Garrett's back. He's supporting Garrett in the chat for not following me and Sia. See it? <laughs> now you understand why I always say I'm on an island by myself. I'm always over here just trying to keep this thing moving with no support. None. Coach, no. uh, it, in a move of support of you, I just unfollowed Noah on Twitter. So <laughs> we are... We are on the same platform, my friend. Wow. That is so smart. Now I'm going to do it as soon as I can get onto my Twitter. That's the smartest thing you, they, that you ever could have done. Noah's mm-hmm. history on my Twitter. He's done. Now, Bye, we Noah. have one more <laughs> we have one more pick. One more pick that we got to get to, and that's with my beloved Kansas City Chiefs. They're welcoming the Las Vegas Raiders. It's an early start, which I love as a fan because the Raiders are coming from the West Coast. And it matters. Now, there is a wide receiver that not a, low, a whole lot of people talk about, Alex, but he could sneaky, sneaky, sneaky get into the line of sight for number 15. What do you like this week? Yeah, I believe the saying is once you pop, you cannot stop. And I'm going <laughs> Byron Pringle, my man, over 23 and a half receiving yards. I want to preface this selection. We took Pringle last week. I am going back to the well with the guy. Despite him missing, I was very encouraged with what I saw. He was on the field as a ton. He was clearly operating as the Chiefs' number two wide receiver. He was in on all the two wide receiver sets with opposite of Tyreek. Uh, he also finished third on the team in targets behind only Kelsey and Tyreek as well. He had four targets in a slow game where Mahomes only finished with 29 passing attempts. I expect more volume this week versus a Raiders team that should push Kansas City a bit more. Also favorable conditions in Kansas City on Sunday as well. The weather should be good. Uh, yeah, I also saw Mahomes miss Pringle on a few easy throws that he normally completes as well. So, uh, yeah, he played 41 snaps. He outsnapped Demarcus Robinson, who had 31 snaps. McCole Hardman seems to be a complete afterthought in this Chiefs offense. He had nine snaps on the game. Uh, yeah, that is a trend that we have seen kind of uh, bubbling the past couple of weeks uh Pringle has assumed this role in the offense so anytime you can get a piece of this Kansas City offense that is on the field as much as my man Byron Pringle is at under 25 yards it is just a must play despite the fact that we lost it last week I still have a very large edge from a simulation or from a modeling perspective as well so yeah I absolutely love riding Byron Pringle here over 23 and a half receiving yards comfortable playing it up to probably 25 and a half all right, very good. That was going to be my next question. Uh, C. Hill says, Coach, what would Alex play that up to? We've got you. We've got you. By the way, Joe in the chat, apparently people are picking sides. And if you're not riding with me and C. Hill, you're not on the right side. Joe said the three most important follows on Twitter are A.B., Noah, and the jeweler. What is that? What is that? Is this guy trying to get a job here or something? Apparently so. Apparently so. See ya. Patrick Mahomes, over 16 and a half rushing yards, minus 114. We have played his rushing prop many times this year, and I believe we've never not cashed it. Your thoughts on this number? Yeah, I tend to not bet quarterback rushing props, uh, especially, you know, if they're not the Cam Newtons and Taysom Hills of the world. But honestly, I kind of like this one. I think the I think the Raiders are going to have a lot of trouble covering these receivers. We saw it last time these guys played, which was just a few weeks ago, where Mahomes had over 400 passing yards and five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to be sort of you know minding the receivers, and and I, we know Mahomes has some escapability. I kind of like that. I'd take the over there. Okay. Yes, Alex. Yeah, I like this too. The Raiders rank first in pass rush grade. You've got Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe, who are both elite pass rushers on both defensive end spots for this Raiders team. Uh, A great way to counter an overly aggressive defense is when you have a quarterback with mobility who can escape the pocket. So yeah, this matchup should be a really good one for Mahomes, in my opinion, to uh, lean on his legs a little bit more than he normally does. So I like it as well. 
All right, very good. Then I'm going to bang that number right now over mm -hmm. 16 and a half. By the way, Joe says, I'll ride with you, coach, if you unmute me on Twitter. <laughs> there's, a, there's a very good chance he's muted because I tell you all the time, you get one negative comment on my Twitter page, and then you're either muted or you get a VIP pass to the biggest block party on social media. All right. You guys are amazing. You really are. Alex and Sia and our entire group at home. Today's our one-year anniversary of the show. Can't believe how far we have come. This show didn't even exist a year ago, and I just can't believe where we are, but where we're going. And a big reason is you two and the people at home. So with that being said, we're up against it. Grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is the recap of our best bets. A.B. on the ones and the twos today. He did it, by the way, Coach. Well, it's shocking. But, <laughs> hey, right now, uh, like a lot of other people, he's looking for promotion. He knows Noah's watching. He knows. Uh, we're going to go C.D. Lamb over his receiving yard, 69.5. Marquise Brown, Hollywood, over 52.5. Uh, Kyle Pitts, Falcons, under 49.5. Byron Pringle, Chiefs, over 23.5. And then just added late in the show, Chiba Hubbard. Under 79 and a half combo, rush and receiving yards. Then Sia in for Uncle Dave today. Thank you so much. Brandon Cooks, Texas, over 56 and a half. DJ Moore, Panthers, Russell Gage, Terry McLaren, Washington, and Mike Evans, of course, with the world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The playoffs are getting serious. The big time players are going to want to step up. That means these numbers should hit, and Sunday should be a lot of fun. Don't worry. We've got plenty more props for you on our Sunday show, noon Eastern time, and then, of course, 7.20 Eastern time as we count down to Sunday night football. All right, that's going to do it. Have a glorious weekend. Remember here, every single day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, there's only one thing left to do, and you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these props straight to the pay window. For my entire team, see ya, prop stars. A.B. on the ones and twos. Our executive producer, the jeweler, who puts it all together here at the brand. Kelsey and Noah, the bosses in the chat. We can't do it without everybody. We're a team, a crew, in every sense of the word. Tell all your friends about the early edge. Good luck. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.